welcome to Leo Roundtable at leoroundtable.com. My name is Chip the Block, and I'm your host. We're a group of law enforcement professionals that talk about law enforcement issues, but we do it from a law enforcement perspective. And I'm going to go ahead and introduce the crew to you guys, if you don't mind waiting for the video portion of our show. Uh, we have attorney and former federal prosecutor, Ward Mythaller, and all retired this evening. We have Chief John Newman, Captain Brett Bartlett, Lieutenant Randy Sutton, all the way from Police Week, Corporal David D. Crusta, drink at his bang, and uh, we've got uh, producer Will Statzer. So thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Also, a shout out to our sponsors. Uh, yes, we have Gauls, Guardian Alliance Technologies, GunLearn.com, MyMedicare.live, uh, TAC-Tote.com, and we are fueled by Bang Energy. So thanks to all those entities for helping make this show happen. We've got another main story. It's on Police One. Why would anyone want to be a cop today? It's written by uh, Joe Vargas. He starts off by saying there's a potential law enforcement crisis getting ready to manifest itself in the next few years. The crisis does not have anything to do with crime, police violence, or with civil unrest, but it is at least partially a direct response or consequence of all three of those. Um, so he, uh, it, it's a decently written article, years of negative branding, a shrinking labor uh, pool and prolonged adolescence, and even the great uh, resignation. Um, they've had an impact on people considering law enforcement as a good career choice. And even cops don't seem to want their children to get in law enforcement. So a survey by Caliber Press and police, one of over 10,000 officers found that only 7% would recommend the profession to their children. And he goes on to say that at a time when departments are the most challenged, they have to be exceedingly diligent. Uh, when hiring people and after years of negative public sentiment, police departments need to be especially careful during the selection process, which is this is where, is where Guardian Alliance Technologies comes in. In order to get good cops, you need qu uh, quantity uh, because you just have to go through all the numbers. So if you've got a lot of applicants, you can usually screen through and find good applicants that rise to the top. But astonishingly, it's not unusual to see only single-digit numbers hired for every 100 applicants to go through the process. So for departments that need to hire large numbers of people, you have to process thousands of applicants. And the trouble uh, is every agency is fishing in the same pond. So in California alone, there's over 500 law enforcement agencies, and pretty much all of them are hiring from the same pool of candidates. So departments are now in competition to get the prospective applicants to choose them. And that's where Guardian Alliance Technologies comes in. But they also talk about monetary incentives that are going on right now and hiring, training, and deploying of police officers nearly a year-long process. So in the meantime, nat uh, natural attrition is going on as well. And uh, a lot, anyhow, so that, that's pretty much the nuts and bolts of it. Uh, comments in this article, I, I see we have Captain Bartlett, whose, whose son is involved in law enforcement, and also Lieutenant Randy waiting the way in. So go ahead, guys. You know, I, I don't know if, if my kid asked me today if it'd be a good job. I don't know what I would say. Now, the, the upbeat side of me would say, listen, it's still a good job. You know, things change, things swing. But, you know, what if you're in the downswing and you get hemmed up and you shoot somebody who's trying to kill you with a knife and you get arrested and it ruins you for the rest of your life? So I I don't know. Now, the part about hiring back retirees made me uh, chortle. Uh, I was thinking me and Dave could hire ourselves out. It, it won't cost a lot of money because we're not going to make it a full day. So we'll just kind of do a one day road trip and go screw something up somewhere. And uh, so we'll stop that national trip. But retirees, if, if, if full time cops now don't want to do it, why would they think they want to bring back a retiree who would want to do the job? That's just insane. Yeah, we, we, it, that's, no, how, how does it go, Brett? We just we're just going to go out and make somebody else's life more miserable than our own. That's that was that the was, uh, that was wow. that was the the roll call mantra at that point. That that you was know, on my name tag. Exactly. Now, <laughs> the only thing I'll, I'll put to this is is looking at a lot of these articles, and we've seen several over the last few shows talking about you know problems with hiring and all that kind of stuff. 
And every one of them I look at is either coming out of California or Washington. You know, you see these these articles and these these authors that are talking about the Anaheim Police Department in this article. The other one was was Pierce County, Washington, which is which Washington. is was the neighboring county to Seattle. And you're, so you're going, I don't. OK, duh. I mean, you people created that mess. I'd like to see or maybe here, maybe John can can talk about it. Maybe Randy's talked to some people from in Las Vegas. Um, as, as to what their hiring and retention issues are in Tampa, in the South, Florida, places like that, where you have a governor like DeSantis, who is very pro-law enforcement, very positive on, on a lot of things like that. So um, I, I, I see a lot of these articles come from these places, but I think it's a lot of, his, a lot of it is geography driven. Is there a downturn in, in law enforcement right now? Yes. But is it the same across the country? I don't think so. Not, not at all. No, I oh. think it, I, I definitely think it's a, it's a geocentric decision. Don't get me wrong; it's still hard. Morale is still low in Florida. I mean, you know, it is. I, 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 although I think we, you know, the, the state does everything it possibly can to, to to tell everyone how important law enforcement is. But policing in Tampa is a lot different than policing in Santa Fe, New York City, Philadelphia. You know, there's a lot. You have to look at the total package. Um, Yet there's not a problem for people going into the military. So there's still that call for service. There's still that call to duty and to protecting your community. I think these agencies just got to stop with the word salads, pretty much tell these officers that are interested exactly what the job entails and that, you know, you're in the service. This will be the best career you've ever done. I mean, I, I, I speak for myself because let me tell you something. It was the same thing back in the 80s in Tampa, David. No one knows that more than you, but there wasn't social media. It wasn't that 24 grind. It wasn't that national spotlight with false narratives about what we do for a living. Um, I don't know anyone that I ever worked with ever woke, ever came to work saying, today I want to kill a people, a, a person of color, right? Yet that seems to be a narrative that just takes off because believe people will believe any type of information. But there are people out there that believe in service and believe in duty, and we just have to find a way to tap them but I couldn't agree with you more. It all comes down to where you live and what that agency or community is expecting. Thanks, I, thanks, Chief. Lieutenant, yeah. you got about um, just under a minute. Well, I got to I got to disagree with you guys. Uh, this is a nationwide issue. Uh, the Kentucky State Police just gave a police test. Generally speaking, they had uh, 1,500 to 2,000 people um, uh, to sign up for the test. This time, they had 14 people sign up for the test, and only seven of them passed the. The written test um, in uh, uh, St. Louis, they gave a police test. Usually, a thousand people show up. No one showed up. Uh, Las Vegas Metro, which which recruits heavily all over the country, their recruitment is significantly impacted. So it's not just in California. It's not just in 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 the the insane places, but it is a nation. All right. Thanks, Lieutenant. Guys, time for another break, but we'll be right back. Look, let's talk about our live show. Yes, our live show is every Monday evening at 7 o'clock Eastern Time. It's a 90-minute show, so we go to about 8.30 on Eastern Time. Uh, but, you know, we do some some interesting things. Our show is now on StreamYard. And look, sorry for the technical difficulties last week. I know we didn't have any sound for like uh, the first, you know, seven minutes or so. There was a bug on um, StreamYard that uh, that's going around a little cold. Uh, hopefully they'll get that fixed soon. Uh, but we take our live show, put it on StreamYard, then we stream it. And we stream it to YouTube. 
uh, to two Facebook channels. We're also on LinkedIn and also Twitter. So then we take that 90-minute show. Producer Will splits up in the five segments. He embeds all the videos that we talk about, puts pictures of the good guys and the bad guys, and he uploads those to YouTube Tuesday through Saturday, and I put them on uh, Rumble. So we're on all those outlets. So please check us out, especially those segmented shows. I think you'll like them. Welcome back to the Leo Roundtable Show. Uh, sorry, uh, cut you off there, Lieutenant. I was holding my hands up trying to let you know that we're going down for the count and stuff, but I, I guess you didn't see me. But uh, anything else you wanted to add on that last one? Or No. <laughs> Take your time. See, but, but you know what I'm talking about? Randy. Taylor identified exactly what happened in Kentucky, not just to Louisville. So I, I think to David's point, knock on wood, and that's exactly where I'm sitting, there wasn't a, we didn't have an event here in Florida um, that was a Brianna Taylor case, you know, that was a Freddie Gray case, something that was, a, you know, a, a, a George Floyd case. Um, we had riots like everybody, but, you know, here in Florida, you're going to get some com community scrutiny, but it really never got traction like some of those bigger cities. St. Louis had problems for years. I get it. The New Jersey State Police. Their testing numbers were down. NYPD, their testing numbers were down. Those, you know, NYPD is always saw it as the, you know, the, the, the um, you know, the, the premier agency. They're so damn big. But um, I, I don't. We, I can tell you, we, we felt it. We feel it down here in Florida. I'm not saying that we don't. Not by a stretch. You know, Brett's son can tell you that. My son-in-law can tell you that. People that I work with every day in law enforcement can tell you that. But not to the extent that you saw in some of those cities that has some of those big events or those bigger riots. Oh, I agree with that. I agree with that. Florida, I mean, look, your your governor is, as far as I'm concerned, he's the, he, he's the shit he, because he's he's coming out and saying, hey, you know what? Uh, they don't, Portland cops, come on down here where, where we'll respect you. And, and um, there's also, by the way, something that just came out that I think is really cool. Um, there's a new... There's a new um, um, move in Congress and the Senate to provide um, uh, mortgage houses to to police officers for to get give make it easier for uh, cops to get homes um, with with a lower mortgage rate, no discount points, a whole bunch of other stuff. That is, this is just taking place right now. So you know there there is a turn. We're starting to see a little bit of a of a change which um, um, I'm actually covering. My, my new book comes out in two months, Rescuing 911, The Fight for America's Safety. And I explore all of this stuff in that book. Well, you know, we, we, talk, we on this panel were shocked that they trapped the cops in the, uh, you know, in the precinct house in Aurora, Colorado, in, um, in Seattle, in Portland. I mean, they locked them in there and they burned the damn place down hoping that, and we just, I, I, you know, I was flabbergasted. I never saw that kind of brazenness before. You looked at, I, I remember when we saw the Baltimore cops retreat in the Freddie Gray riots, and they just gave up city blocks, just gave them up. That means someone gave them an order. That's a very prideful agency. I have friends that are in the Baltimore PD. So, but I, we just, even though we felt it, make no bones about it, we felt it. But it was never like some of those, those bigger cities or just those cities that totally gave up on law enforcement. This totally gave up on public safety. It was, it was embarrassing. I think they're going to have a harder challenge like Seattle, trying to get law people involved in the law enforcement community 
We're down here. It's just a mattering a matter of I think creating a good marketing model. Agreed. All right, thanks. And we got to get Randy back down here. Hey, you know, we could secretly use Randy as a recruiting tool when he comes down here and just not let him know about it, you know, get people to say, hey, Randy Sutton's coming to Tampa, you know, and then, you know, TPD candidates go. Just an idea. Um, anyhow, look, uh, let's see what we got coming up here. Uh, PoliceMag.com. Uh, we have a Utah officer's cancer death ruled line of duty because of meth exposure. You know, Ward got with me this week and was asking me, uh, what line of, what was considered a line of duty death, you know, that to, to put you on the wall, actually a, a good question. Cause you know, a lot of people would not normally know. And in my response to ward, um, I put down that, you know, I, I put down that you could have a, if a condition could be, could be linked to something that you were exposed to or, or whatever during work that that could be a possibility, but it would be a, a you know, a tough nut to crack. And, and, and then I see this thing, you know, on uh, on police mag about this officer. So listen to the story. Um, so this uh, Provo, Utah, a police officer, he dies more than a decade ago, and he's just now being recognized as having died in the line of duty. So officer Trenton Halliday, he served in law enforcement for a decade at the uh, Provo police department. And for most of his career, he worked on a task force responsible for busting countless meth labs that plagued, uh, Utah County in the late 90s and early 2000s, according to Desert News. So uh, Trenton Halliday was diagnosed with cancer in 2006. Doctor gave him six months to two years to live. Less than six months later, he passed away at the young age of 37. Lisa Halliday believed that his death deserved line of duty recognition, calling it a slow moving bullet. So organizations, including the Utah State uh, Fraternal Order Police, concerns of police survivors, they agreed and began what would become a 16 year battle uh, to call his death a duty death. And this year, uh, his name was carved on the National Law Enforcement Officers Memorial in DC during police week, and his name was read during the candlelight vigil. Uh, wow. So you don't see that a lot, though, that, you know, making that connection for work related, you know, uh, deaths in order to uh, get that recognition. So uh, comments on this, guys, or uh, any surprises or anything? I know, Randy. No. Go ahead. Hey, Chip, I, I thought it was I, I thought it was great that they added his name. We had over 600 names on the on the wall this year. A lot of it was called COVID death. But right. you watch with the fentanyl epidemic. They ain't going to have to wait eight years to get someone's name on there. You're going to have an office. They've already had officers that have been brought back from life you know for you know with the you know the uh, the injections you you're, i think sadly you're going to see an increase in law enforcement line of duty deaths from direct result of exposure to fentanyl and you don't have to wait like i said you the, the impact of that will be quick and severe Hey, uh, thanks to Gulls, Guardian Life Technologies, gunlearn.com, mymedicare.live, tac-tote.com. And uh, look, fueling us was Bang Energy um, and also FLG Man and MVS. Thanks for sponsoring and, uh, and for the donations, guys. Hope everybody has a wonderful and a safe week.